0: hey everybody it's the all you can geek Gamecast number 416 this week we've got tony kokonakis yo 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 and mike snitty what's up with your host Corey Fineside? obviously Ooh. i am uh, not mentioning jim because jim's not here so uh it is his anniversary <laughs> i guess i mean it is not no i don't Yeah, <laughs> i guess <laughs> i suppose <laughs> it is his anniversary with his girlfriend um their their first date i guess uh so i just want to wish him a happy anniversary and he's hoping he's enjoying his you know time but uh we're gonna get into the uh games cast stuff we've got comic-con to talk about which happened over the weekend some interesting stuff in the news so we're gonna just um, hop right into it because uh there's i mean there's always something to talk about when it comes to uh Games and I'm just stalling for time because I totally forgot to look at my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I so first thing I have to mention though, because I was looking at this earlier today and it's like now nah, I was like scratching my chin thinking, do I have to buy a PSVR now? Because <laughs> Borderlands 2 is coming to PSVR in December.
1: You're the first person I thought of as soon as I saw that. <laughs> I was like, oh Jesus. And if you
0: guys don't know, if you haven't been listening to this podcast, uh, I I am a huge Borderlands fan. It is my favorite game franchise of all time, I'd say, and have so much of their their merchandise and stuff. Um, So I think I've bought the Borderlands 2 game four or five times now um, because I've had it on the Xbox 360, PS4, PS3, uh, Xbox One X, and the Vita. So five times I've already bought it. Uh, which means, I mean, I kind of have to get it here, I think. But <laughs> but I really don't want to get the You can just VR. get the game. You don't have to get the VR, dude. That is fair. That is a good point. Um, so unless they have a branded version of the... Um. <laughs> then I'm screwed. It's over for me. The thing about this, though, is bittersweet because they announced something Borderland Borderlands that was not Borderlands 3. And that kind of, like... What
1: <laughs> you the wrong way? Yeah,
0: the first thing I thought of and I'm like I, is that great Borderlands 2 is VR But the immediately like millisecond after that. I was like wait a second Why are they putting resources to Borderlands 2 when Borderlands 3 hasn't been announced yet? I need to know what's going on with Borderlands 3 so at the same time this is cool and VR and all that stuff, but I, I Would much rather hear about Borderlands 3 <laughs> So, um, yeah, that's, that's what's, that was going through my mind. Anyway, that's Borderlands stuff. We'll, we'll move on from there. Cause, um, we did hear about, uh, the, the, you know, we talked about last week, Telltale is no longer, um, going to be making games. They are closing their studio. They definitely, they officially laid off everyone, uh, that, that was working on the Minecraft side story stuff for Netflix. And so that's officially done. Um, and it looks like Skybound, which is I think Robert Kirkman's company, the gaming mm-hmm. company, he's, he's yeah. part of it, uh, is going to be taking over and finishing the Walking Dead uh, final season, because this all this news happened right in the middle of that. So we will mm-hmm. get a ending to the Clementine story, which I think is kind of it's is good because that that is the most iconic character that they've come up with, I think in the, um... well,
2: everyone else, they pretty much kill off. So, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> she is the star of this, of this series for them for sure. And to kind of like screw people over that did buy a season pass. And like, I have been looking forward to like this final story and it be, and it being called the final season. Like, come mm-hmm. on. Like, how can you not actually come to the, get the conclusion of this? Um, that's, that'd yeah. be like the, most epic blue
1: balls ever, so... yeah, uh, I mean, whatever, it's... Okay, it's cool for those people, but, like, honestly, the company screwed over so many of their employees, it's like, I... Like, I can't even get angry at this final season not coming out. Like, if it's between, like, actually, like, you know, doing good by your workers or getting this last season, like, why don't you, you know, pay your workers? Because, uh, I don't know, just fuck the people that ran Telltale. Like, yeah, seriously, no, I mean, fuck them. They
0: absolutely were terrible at managing a company that was it just got way too big for them that's really what it came down to. So they didn't know how to handle it. Uh, but we are getting it, so hopefully that'll appease some of the people that you know were huge fans of it. Uh moving on, we did hear that um the Nintendo Switch may be coming out with a new model in 2019. I kind of think that's par for the course. You know, a couple years you're gonna get a revision yeah. Is this gonna be anything different, though? Do you think, Tony? Like, are we getting a you know upgraded remodeling of it? Or are you gonna? Uh, just...
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I actually, I actually said we were gonna be seeing a remodel this this holiday season, because um, okay. a lot of the handhelds, it's eighteen months after um, the the consoles come, come out, out, where they right where they've upgraded. Uh, but with this, I think, I think you it can't it's look it as a hand... handheld. Though, right, right. You can't look at a handheld plus. It was just selling so phenomenally well. I think they didn't want to, like, just pull the rug under that. Mm-hmm. And maybe we wouldn't wait another year and just get... Yeah, let the uh, margins grow. I mean, right, let the margins grow. Um, but, yeah, I think definitely what we're going to see is we're going to see, like, um, uh, a better chipset. Um, I don't know if the form factor is going to change because unless they're going <laughs> to commit absolute, um, like, atrocity in terms of accessories, I can't see them releasing a model that doesn't uh it isn't compatible with the existing joy-cons. Uh, like you know, some right. So sort of like it's like, oh, you have to get smaller Joy-Cons for the smaller system or or whatever like that. So maybe the you know, the bezel size will decrease or something like that. But I think for the most part the unit will be the same. It's gonna be um, probably, you know, a little bit more powerful, like maybe like, I don't know, one and a half to two X times. Um, so I don't think we're going to see, like, giant leaps, uh, Mm -hmm. in terms of, like, you know, game, but I think it'll be, like, you know, resolution and, uh, frame rate. It's not going
0: to be, like, the DS to the DS Lite.
1: Well, DS to DS Lite was just, um, right, that was just, like, form factor. This is going to be, um, I would say, like, 3DS to, like, um... New 3DS. (laughs) Right, new 3DS, where it's, like, you know, it has has some more power to it, it has some more oomph, Mm -hmm. um... You know stuff like that it'll play the games a bit better but you know um i can't imagine they're really gonna do that thing where it's like this game is only available on the new at uh, least
0: they officially. did do that with the new 3ds though you're, so. you're
1: right you're right but i i i think they might get burned by that if they did it again mm-hmm. i don't know we'll see but I, I think the system will definitely be more powerful it'll probably be uh, more battery efficient uh because of the next um mm-hmm. revision of the, uh, that's what i
0: would like to see the most is just the battery efficiency because as far as power goes, I think it's got like, enough power. Uh, it would be cool to get like a little bit better resolutions, frame rates, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, as far as – because what I was thinking is um, you really – like you were saying, you really can't change the model all that much to – like, otherwise you do burn a lot of the uh, manufacturers that are making these accessories. But at the same time – when you get a new version of a system like you won't kind of want to remodel it to make it the way that you had wanted to have it look but couldn't because of the components and stuff <laughs> so i i don't know i feel like now is the chance to do that because you know accessories people are always going to go out and buy accessories when you know, oh, yeah. new phones people get the new new cases and stuff you know so yeah you're I, right i, I, I can see that too um, but the thing that I really am hoping for, and not not that I'm going out and buying a Switch, a new Switch or anything, I'm really hoping for Bluetooth uh, yeah, capabilities. Bluetooth. Because right now with it, you you have to have you have to be tethered unless you get like a third party thing, which aren't really designed for it, and it, essentially. So um, I know there is a Kickstarter thing though that's coming out that that mm-hmm. is supposed to be a, a good Bluetooth adapter. But again, it's an adapter. It's gonna be hanging off your Switch and doing stuff. So like that's not <laughs> built in.
2: So, I don't know. And for me, for me though, this is a different problem because uh, I was thinking of getting a Switch, and uh, this holiday, and now I'm like, oh wait, there's going to be a new version coming out soon. So now I don't know. <laughs> that's the thing
0: though. Is that you gotta wait? Like, do you wait and miss out on playing the games do you want to play now, or do you want to get the newer system, or do you wait till the new system come out and get the older system at a, a cheaper cost? So it's
2: I don't know. And uh, apparently, also, this isn't on the news, but I just saw that as uh, Sony. This probably they, unsurprisingly, announced they're working on new hardware as well, but we don't know what or when yet.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, we all assume PS Five and Xbox.
1: Mm-hmm. Or, well, I mean, they're always working on anything, mm-hmm. or something. Regardless, if they say it or not, they're always cause, because the the R and D uh, lead up time is years for consoles. Like yeah. as soon, I wouldn't even be sorry if it was before the. Before the PS4 even launched, I'm, I guarantee they're probably working on PS5. At least, yeah, like the no, blueprints, no, like the outline, like, hey, you know, this is going to be X more times powerful, blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Let's say so.
1: But, yeah, I mean, the, the interesting thing with this, though, uh, with a Switch, you know, I'll just call it like the Switch Plus or something like that, because I think that would actually be something Nintendo would do. Um, when, when the Switch Plus comes out, I can see them. Uh, actually dropping the base price of the regular Switch down to like 200 or something like that, mm-hmm. and just, you know, leaving the new Switch Plus at 299 or something like that. And now they have something for the, you know, smaller entry or for like, you know, kids or something like that, and then you have like the premium model, kind of like we do with the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, the systems, we kind of mentioned it last week too, it's like systems, in my opinion, they're going the way of iterative, which we were saying. Mm-hmm. like the phones like every year there's a new phone people yep. are going out and getting it. some people are on two-year cycle some people want to get it every year but you always get new hardware the new shiny thing and systems i think are going in that direction
1: absolutely and i i would say out of all the system nintendo benefits the most of going that route because if you get like you know uh, just keep doing you know switch revisions and um you know at a certain point maybe like two consoles out or something then it's like well, this game can only be supported by, like, you know, Switch 2 or Switch Plus or whatever the heck it is, you know, and then Switch Plus Plus, you know, it's like, then you drop support for whatever, uh, and you just, you know, leak consumers because, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I said this before in the podcast, consumers are trained for this already mm-hmm. by, by the phone manufacturers. Like, you, th- like, if you try that with a video game system where it's like, hey, you know, like, this game won't work on uh, whatever, you'd be like, there'd be pitchforks, there'd be torches, et cetera, et cetera. If you have an older phone, you try to download a new game. It's like this isn't compatible. People are like, "Oh, guess I gotta go buy a new phone." It's like they, they just don't care. It just it's just a fact of life. So um, I, I think the consum- the new generation of consumers are already trained to think this way. So it's not going to be a big deal. To them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's as long as things are backwards compatible, I think people won't have as big of a problem. You don't want to spend you know hundreds of dollars on software and then not be able to play it on the next thing you get. So I think oh. that's where you know, they may, you know, Microsoft's making good moves in that direction, and they, they actually, you know, speaking of Microsoft, they they have um, just announced a global game streaming service called Project X Cloud. Mm-hmm. Which ah, um, here's the
1: power of the cloud we're talking. Oh about. God.
0: it only took them seven <laughs> years, whatever. But um, this is going to be a kind of play on any device, play anywhere type of situation similar to what ps now did and um on live which was what ps live uh, whatever ps now was uh and basically it is streaming a game from a server somewhere to your screen so your screen could be your phone your screen could be computer could be whatever a tv so that's the idea behind it we weren't ready for it you know whenever ps now came out four or five years ago Maybe six years ago, uh, I don't know if we are ready for it still. I don't know if the infrastructure is there yet. I I think it's a neat idea, but the execution is going to be mm. the key.
1: Yeah, at least in America, it won't be too feasible. Uh, probably only for the major markets where you're closer to the um, you know data centers and, and you know major hubs. But I think this this is Microsoft actually thinking globally
2: mm-hmm. because
1: there are emerging markets where they have really good internet, but they don't have you know. Uh, competitive prices on video games and, and, you know, so on and so forth. So this would be a way for them to get, you know, something cheapish, you know, like a a laptop or a TV or, you know, some other device that just has a screen and has, you know, has Bluetooth for a controller and or a headset. And it's like, Hey, you can stream these games. And honestly, um, you know, I know we talked about the beginning of the generation, but this is not going to be the future, but is another channel into the future um we can already see you know sony laid the groundwork with um was it playstation yep, now PS now whatever yes yeah. now you know uh uh microsoft is doing it obviously uh nintendo is working with third-party publishers to get games that shouldn't be able to run on a switch like resident evil 7 and assassin's creed odyssey mm-hmm. uh in japan so they're laying the foundation uh and technology uh to, to lead to it in the future so um it will be there for a demographic that can do it. But I think for us in the United States of America, we're far away off just because the ISPs have such a stranglehold over consumers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with throttling data caps, uh, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's unfortunate, but that's the reality yeah. we live in.
0: Mm-hmm. No, that's a great points there because, yeah, I kind of was thinking, you know, locally as far as the United States, but as far as the global, of, you know, benefit that this could have for Microsoft if this becomes a thing is yeah, it's definitely more like forward thinking as far as you know what they want to do with their business and and they, this is what the direction they've been taking mm-hmm. their company from like since Xbox yeah. one came out essentially yeah, and
1: I would say this just you know, you know leads more to my point. You know, I have backed down from like, oh, I don't think there's going to be another Xbox console, but I do think that Microsoft is more interested in Xbox as a platform because they right. just want you playing their games. It does, They don't matter, They don't care if it's on the Xbox. They don't care if it's on. They Windows want 10.
0: you using their service. Is right. They want you using X. their
1: service. That's right. what it is. It's it's the Spotify. It's the iTunes. It's you know that's that's what they want you to do. And this is just another way to do it. Um, and the people that don't are just going to be left out in the dust. You know, just yeah. No.
0: And as far as like, infrastructure goes, Microsoft is probably in the best position to, to, to do that right now as well. So that's definitely going to be a big benefit to them to get this off the ground. Because I don't see Sony or, or Nintendo having the mm. infrastructure to pull this off. Absolutely not. So uh, Continuing on with Microsoft, there is a rumor that they are planning on and finalizing a deal to buy the RPG developer Obsidian Entertainment. These are the guys that most recently did Stick of Truth, and um, they're the Pillars of Eternity guys too, right?
1: Uh, I believe so. Um, They did Fallout New Vegas for sure, I know that. Yeah. So
0: they, they obviously did Knights of the Old Republic, um, the sequel, <laughs> not not the uh, original. Uh, but, yeah, Pillars of Eternity was their big Kickstarter that kind of got Because
1: they, they were in that book, um, mm-hmm. the yeah. Trier book. They did do Pillars of Eternity, as I it up. Yeah. So um, it was yeah. in Jason Trier's book. And this the rumors originate from him. So we can say, like, this is 99.99% yeah, likely you, to yeah. happen. slash you know, say, Yeah, there's
0: .1%. 0.10 percent that uh, Shroud gets a publishes a rumor that's not got some like like legitimacy to it. So uh, this is probably happening in the next few weeks, I'd imagine. And um, good for them as far as uh, Obsidian goes, because those guys were pretty, basically going to be closing their studio until the Kickstarter actually um, got them back on their feet. And um, you know they've been doing this a long time and the owners maybe they just want to like hey take a break and you know what here's our stuff i just want to kind of retire in a nice comfy lounge chair and whatever do my own thing but uh, i don't know if they're going to stay on or not but uh we know the reputation microsoft has though (laughs) when they purchase a studio and that's kind of uh it's worrying it's worrying yeah so my question like to you obviously you're not you know too into the computer rpg stuff but uh you've You've enjoyed you New know, Vegas and stuff. Would you hope that they would take a Microsoft franchise and do something like that?
2: Um, what Microsoft franchise is there? <laughs> well, just
0: name Halo. There's you know, yeah, Halo. War. Yeah, just like just take a franchise. I don't I need, and turn I don't it need a Halo.
2: I, I don't need a Halo RPG no. Um, that's called a Destiny, anyway. <laughs> um, no, I mean, like, I don't know. There's to me this. Company hasn't really done much, as far as I know, <laughs> since New Vegas. So uh, unless,
0: not a fan of stick of truth, and uh,
2: I, you uh, know, I mean, like whole... they they seem funny, and i like I those are one of those games that I've, I'm content with. <laughs> Although I say this doesn't happen, but those are the games where I would watch a let's play, but probably not play them.
0: <laughs> gotcha. What about you, Tony? Like, do you think that with Microsoft buying them, that they're going to turn them into, like, a rare and not let them kind of do their own thing and make them do certain things? Or do you think they're buying them so that they can continue with what they're doing under the Microsoft brand?
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, so, just track record, I don't think it will be... I can't say I'm excited about this, um, just because Microsoft's track record, like I said. Sure. Um, but as far as their output... Um, so my, my philosophy when it comes to video game companies buying other companies is, you know, you, you do it for, um, you know, one of two reasons. Uh, one reason is you want the IPs that they own. Currently, I don't think Obsidian owns any IP that is worth a significant investment in terms of just outright buying it. Right. Uh, not even sure if Pillar of
0: art 20 was that Right, second.
1: Exactly. <laughs> um so i i doubt it's that the other thing is you really want um the talent in that foundation which unfortunately isn't always guaranteed because you know the thing is and, and i'm pretty sure they even talk about this in the book about how obsidian came to be mm-hmm. uh, especially with pillars of eternity it's one of those things where like they had you know an idea for something and like it's they you know it got turned down and you know they had to go through some you know hardships uh, into and unfortunately until they had to, they're like, well, let's try Kickstarter. Like, it's our last kind of hope of uh, doing making a game that we want to make, rather than you know, like license crap or whatever like that. Um, so hopefully, it's they just want that huge talent pool that they can hopefully uh, you know leverage with uh, contracts or something like that. You know, with like sign-on bonuses or you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you stay on until we ship at least one game or whatever like that, something like that. Um, so I think that's what it is. Because again, Microsoft is just in a precarious uh the other thing scenario, and even
0: jason schreier goes into in his book a little bit is like there is a project that they're working on and the company is so excited about it, they
1: want to have
0: ownership of that project
1: right so that could be it that's you know that's another good re- maybe they have something that is just so revolutionary so like wow this is going to be the next like mm-hmm.
0: um, even be it an engine you know like right
1: the Decima like engine from
0: you know with Horizon like that that engine's being used for a bunch of like Sony stuff now and Frostbite mm-hmm. is being used in every EA game now so,
1: yep. so yeah so yeah. yeah so so it's definitely something I mean good for Microsoft because you know they're in that situation where they they desperately need studios to, to just make games uh, and even at E three we saw where they're like hey we just bought you know these other companies it's just okay it's it, it's great on paper but I need to see the proof I need mm-hmm. to see the end result because. Uh, yeah. You know, like we see,
0: The proof yeah. is in the pudding, essentially. Yep. We've seen what you've done with Scalebound and Fable and everything. So, uh, yeah, let's see what they do here. Um, but, again, I think for the ownership of Obsidian, I think that's great for them because this is kind of like a, finally, we don't have to, like, worry anymore. We can just yeah. kind of let this They're be, getting paid. Yep. So, good on them. Um, but as far as what Microsoft's going to do with it, We'll see, uh, and hopefully it's all good. But um, with that, that's pretty much the news from outside of Comic Con. We're gonna talk a little bit about that, I guess. Uh, there was not, I guess, there is a lot of stuff that you know goes on during and after and before Comic Con. Uh, gaming-wise, Comic Con not really a gaming convention, uh, but they do have a bunch of stuff there. Like they had a whole bunch of um, the Bandai stuff, uh, Capcom, Square. So, did you guys get a chance to play any of that? I know, uh, Mike, you said you, you
2: did. Yeah. Yeah, me and uh, Jim actually got to play uh, Soul Calibur 6 against each other out there. Nice. Jerome, um, was he playable? Yeah, yeah, he was playable. I actually just chose him because... Yeah, <laughs> well. You have to choose him
0: after you've been playing yeah. The Witcher for however long.
2: Yeah, for continuity's sake. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it was hard to remember because it's been a while since we played Soul Calibur. He... Jim ended up beating me uh, three to two <laughs> in the end. That's he, close. Yeah. He, uh, he remembered uh, Keelix's little pokey tactics. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, with this brand how new character. <laughs> but, um, Geralt felt all right. He, I saw him use some of his uh, signs, his magic stuff that he does in the game. So okay. I'm not sure w- what that means or in game. <laughs> but it'll be interesting to see how they translate those abilities. uh once I know what's actually going on in the game, but yeah, it, uh, it looked, it felt pretty cool. Uh, I don't know what's going on, but, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's definitely going to be an adjustment to get back into that game, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and uh, it was fun, but,
0: uh, I'm excited for it as well. I just don't know if I'd want to be playing it day one
1: yeah that's that's where, unfortunately where i fall into this camp there's because, too like too
0: many
2: things going on
1: yeah exactly like i love i do love soul Calibur. it's one of those things where like i just don't think the gameplay and or like other gimmicks have have come out like if they came out or i mean any of it could be i just don't know about it, i don't think it's talked about but like at least in soul Calibur 2 i remember you know um there was this like tower climb mode or whatever where like it was pseudo rpg where like you would get upgraded weapons and like you would have conditions to win fights and stuff like that, and it was really awesome. It was a way to like enjoy the game, you know, single player content. And this is back on the you know GameCube, PS2, Xbox era. And I th- I think they did something similar in maybe three or something like that, but I think it fell off in old in mm-hmm. newer ones. Um, but you know, I don't think the core gameplay has changed enough, and I don't think there's going to be enough characters because I'm pretty sure most of it's just Soul Calibur one characters again because it's a prequel. Um, so it's just weird. It's like you're you're coming in with like a a roster that's less than previous iterations um, and it doesn't look like the gameplay yeah. has like, really evolved that much. I'm curious so it's like... to
0: see what they do story wise as well uh, just um, th- what I am excited for is the guys that are behind this that are, develop- that are doing this were also responsible for Tekken 7 stuff and that had a very good and robust story mode from my understanding mm-hmm. so you no, know, for the single player aspect that could be a good thing
2: yeah. We'll see. Um, yeah, as far as the, how it played, it, yeah, it's sort of Although, it felt familiar but there confusing. Was,
0: there was a <laughs> little bit of a controversy with the DLC and some of the DLC-exclusive character ser- that were um, out there, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, hopefully, it uh, it finds an audience, because, again, like you were saying, like, there's just too much going on that I, I can't really manage dedicate myself to right that.
2: No. I mean, I'm on such a... Big single-player game streak right now, and then we got Red Dead coming. And uh, biggest
0: single-player game um, and multiplayer. I'm sure the multiplayer is going to be huge for that as well. But.
2: I, I and I could care less about that aspect of that game, but it's still going to be a huge time sink anyway.
0: Nope. Yep. Oh, uh, was there anything else that you got to check out,
1: Mike?
2: Uh Not personally. I mean, I, I looked around and saw that like the new Tomb Raider game was there and uh, some other stuff, but I didn't really play anything else.
1: How
0: about you, Tony? Did you get to um, check out any of the other games on the floor? Uh,
1: I, I got to poke my head in at the um, Resident Evil 2 demo area. Oh, nice. The line, the line was massive, <laughs> and I wasn't waiting through that because, uh, again, it's coming out in just a, sh- a few short months. I know I'm going to play it, so it's like you know, it's not like I'm like, mm-hmm. um, no, I'm on the fence about it. Am I going to get this or am I not going to get this? Um, so it, it looks great. You know, um, definitely excited. Hopefully, Capcom between this. In uh, Mega Man 11, which I'll talk about in a little bit. You know, I think in Monster Hunter World this earlier this year, which I don't play, but, you know, from what I hear, everybody is really happy with that. Uh, Still, like, one of the biggest
0: sellers of all time.
1: Yeah, it is, yeah. And hopefully, Capcom's, uh, you know, this is the redemption arc. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the redemption arc to me. Um, so that's great. Uh, but while I was at the Capcom booth the one day, I was walking by and I saw a line separate, like, adjacent to the Resident Evil 2 demo line. I was like, what's going on here? Freaking Ono, director of uh, or producer of Street Fighter Four and Five, was just there doing signings. I was like, "What?" I was like, and I looked at the line, and it was like I couldn't tell if it was like there was a gap between like the first part and the (laughs) second part because like you had to get into the Resident Evil Two thing. So I just kind of like got in the line, and nobody said anything. So I was like, "All right, I'm sweet. Like this is the end of the line, I guess," because nobody called me out or anything. So I waited like five minutes in line. Got a, a free poster signed by him. Uh, nice. He posed with his like little Blanca toy that he always has. Always every has. Time.
0: Does he
1: yeah. do the, like the fireball? Uh, yeah, it, or, yeah, something like that. And uh, you know, uh, they allowed me to take a picture with them. Um, he speaks uh, you know decent English for a Japanese guy, but I thanked him in Japanese, and he seemed like super super excited about that. So uh, <laughs> that was like, cool. And I told him I, I really love you know Street Fighter and he thanked me for that and you know it was a really cool interaction I was like oh that's awesome got to meet another um, you know uh, Japanese uh, game maker so mm-hmm. added that to the list cool
0: nice yeah I uh, again I, I well if you listen to the movie cast I was there uh, for Thursday only so I only I didn't get to see that much because I was just kind of trying to explore around and see as much as possible but I did just look at like the Jump Force game for a bit because I, I, I'm curious about that game uh, it's got kind of a similar art style to the naruto game that one naruto game uh and i do like to s- that they have like a whole, all the, the jump for show you know, like the shonen jump stuff um characters you know it's interesting to see all those different characters in that art style and fighting each other but as far as those games go i was just never into that style of game uh the although it's like you know the three on three battle stuff but it's just a different perspective i guess i don't know it, was, it looked better than i anticipated it, it would be but um i don't see myself getting it or anything so no and especially
1: not at 60 dollars i mean yeah that's the it looks like a 40
0: dollar like, game
1: yeah and i would even say like probably 20 probably even happier than that and it's like <laughs> i can't imagine in six months it won't be 20 dollars somewhere you know? right
0: right no absolutely um and then I, I did look at... I didn't play anything, like I said, but I did, you know, check out Soul Calibur, Calibur as well. And uh, look it looks good. I think that um, with that, it, it, again, what we were saying before, it just comes down to this being too much because I do love those games. We talked about, you know, that those games being on our, you know, the earlier ones, in our favorite fighting games of all time and on, on that episode, so definitely check that out. But, uh, yeah, so Square, they had the Tomb Raider game. Uh... Not much else, I guess, there. Um, was there oh. anything else at all that you guys checked out? Um,
1: not really. It was funny because Capcom, Capcom was there in 4-stage. Not only did mm-hmm. they have Resident Evil 2, um, they had Double Make Cry 5, and yes, they had Mega true. Man 11. So this is just like a crazy show for them. But uh, it was funny because they had like a life-size statue of... um. Uh, Mega Man and Rush, and you could actually stand on the Rush, and they had a, a Mega Buster prop that you could put on and take a picture with it. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And the line for that was longer like Ono. Yeah, like, longer than Ono, uh, but like almost as long as like the Resident Evil line and stuff like that. I was like, what? Like, I want my picture, but I'm not waiting this long for that. And it was unfortunate, because like, I bet even in the morning I probably could have easily gotten it. It just wasn't on my priority list for that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's alright.
0: Well, um, in that case, speaking of, like, Capcom, did you get Mega Man 11?
1: Yes, so that's one of the things uh, I have been into, or up to, rather, uh, just because my brother and I are huge Mega Man f- uh, fans, so it was one of those things where, like, it came out, like, I think last Tuesday, so I got to play it, like, one day before I had to leave for um, Comic-Con, but uh game is, is really, really solid. i uh, very happy with it overall. They're, you know, my biggest Christmas, I would say, not the... I, I like starting off the criticism, but the music is kind of weak, in my opinion. Mega Man is a series I love its music. I can just listen to its sound, like any of its soundtrack, really, uh, just as background music. Um, and the uh, voice acting is a little weird because, like, you look at Mega Man; he's all like, you know, kind of cute, like just a little bit of like a like a boyish, you know, um, you know, like a shonen type, obviously trope. But then he has this like deep voice. I'm like, like, dude, like. It's so weird because, like, he, he, the last Mega Man game he had a voice, Mega Man 8, and he's, like, you know, high-pitched, borderline girlish. And it's like, this is, like, you know, I'm going to get you, Wily. It's like, whoa, bro, did you hit, like, robo-puberty or something? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> um, but those are, like, my biggest complaints. But the as far as, like, the stages, the uh, weapon system, uh, the bosses, the um, double gear system, it's all really tight. Like, love it. I think... Um, they can use this as a really solid stepping stone to, um, you know, a Mega Man 12 uh, game. So, uh, if you're a fan of uh, classic Mega Man, I definitely would urge you to check it out. It's only $30, too, which is surprising. because oh, Capcom. Right. What Capcom um, is- systems are uh, All the system: uh, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Um, obviously yeah, got the yeah. Switcher, just because, like, Mega Man's not really, like, graphically intensive game. I'm pretty sure it runs 60 frames per second on the Switch anyway, so it's just, like, Well, portability, you know, trumps that. Plus, you know, Mega Man just feels home, like, at home on Nintendo console. Mm -hmm. I even think there's some minor exclusive content with, like, Amiibo unlocking. Oh, okay. Uh, I do have that Mega Man Amiibo, so. Right, Right. exactly. So, yeah, really solid game. Very happy with, like I said, Capcom uh, Redemption Arc right now.
0: Also, anything, was there anything else that you got? I know Comic-Con
1: obviously took up most of our uh yeah no i got um super mario party as well uh okay. so hopefully i'll be able to check that out soon i i just didn't have it it's not a single player game so it's yeah. not something uh, i had a chance to play i, I really wish it had come out before then because i actually would have brought that to comic-con oh, and like that just like awesome, kind yeah. of just play that in line with the random people i think that would be like so fun it's like hey you want to play some mario party like yeah here you go cool but, yeah how about you
0: mike anything other uh, than soul caliber <laughs>
2: Um, well, that's all I did there, uh, but, uh, at, at home, uh, I finished up the witcher's, uh, story again to get a better ending.
0: <laughs> okay, there you go. I know you did mention that.
2: Um, yeah, and it, I, mean, I went through it. it, it was good, it was fine, it was a little annoying to do, but I, I did some other things differently as well. Um, do you want to
0: spoil it for everybody? I don't know if anybody cares at this point. I don't Between know. Me. Do you care? Uh, I don't really care.
2: I mean, uh, it's not that it's surprising. If <laughs> so, basically, um, this time Siri does not die. <laughs> she has the confidence to. Wait, are you
0: talking about apples. <laughs>
2: yeah, um, she has the confidence to. I don't know how or why. Still shown off screen, like stop basically the apocalypse by being this like blessed child or whatever. But in my instead of being like some a bitter so bitter that you go on, like, a suicidal mission after she dies. That's the ending I got originally. Now you pretend that she died doing that so so people stop trying to follow her, and then, like, she becomes a witcher also. <laughs> so that's cool. So, and the reason why I wanted to do that a bit is because I've decided to also – the expansions and uh, i want to frame them although that i heard that they could take place either before or after the main story i still want to frame them in a world that like you know stuff has like a little hope mm-hmm. <laughs> to it as opposed to the main objective of the game dying and you also just being suicidal so i heard
0: some of the, the expansion stuff is some of the best stuff yeah
2: Yeah, i'm just getting started on one of them so uh and it it seems pretty compelling i've also sort of uh decided that the witcher is not a bad game to play around halloween time (laughs) (laughs) because i mean it's like not like especially if you don't like real horror games like if you have like a game where there's just a lot of stuff about like the supernatural and there's like atmospheric stuff but nothing like scary it's a good game for uh that so i'm gonna keep playing it for a little while it's pretty good
1: didn't oh, the blood oh, and wine win? like, yeah. something. Yeah, I heard it. Like, I remember people even like saying that was the game of the year. I'm like, but it's DLC, and they're like, yeah. It's oh, like that. I was like, Jesus it's. God. I mean, all right. So now I'm gonna walk back everything I said. This game isn't that good. This Witcher hype is crazy.
2: <laughs> like, this game is like eight out of ten. Like, solid eight. Like, there's dumb stuff that happens, and I will say this. It is inexcusable. Now, I know this game is three years old now, but it's inexcusable that you can't pause during (laughs) cutscenes. Or that... uh, Did you press the home button? I don't know if that'll work. I mean, maybe it will, or the scene will be over. But I don't know. It's annoying to me that, like, you can't pause during a cutscene. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, the home button and, thing and should so, work. Yeah. There's so many cutscenes, too. And I could skip through s- them. And, okay, I was going to ask you, can you skip yeah, you them? There's more important that you could skip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, say, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's important, too. You, you can skip them, even though it skips a small chunk.
1: Hmm. like
2: Because it like loads, I guess, each time. So you have to press, keep pressing skip. And then if you do it too much, you might not know what you're doing or where you are. But um, yeah, it's a little... It's a little messed up here and there. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't even gone to the Blood and Wine part. I got to the first smaller expansion part. Uh, I'll have to see if that's game of the year, but I doubt it. (laughs) Mm. But uh, it's it's still like an 8 out of 10 game for me now that I got over the hump. It's a good game. It's just these people are out of control with it.
0: (laughs) All right. Um, Well, for me, I... Fell into the deep end with this Drag- Dragalia Lost game on the mobile phone. You did really? Yeah, it's like I, I don't know what it is about these freaking collectible games. Like, dude, you're addicted know. to this shit, man. The like grind, man. I love grinding. You
1: need professional help, man. You need professional <laughs> well, help. Hey,
0: I'm not spending any extra money on these games. I'm just like enjoying the free a- play aspect of them. I don't. F- mm-hmm. but, okay, so what this game is is Nintendo's <laughs> latest uh, mobile game. Uh, it's an action RPG this time. Which I, I do like this a lot, uh, that it's not just like a, you know, a. Well, it's definitely geared towards mobile, but it feels like it could be like on a, you know, a Switch or something. You know, it doesn't feel like this is, just, you know, specific mobile only kind of game. But um, what it is is, again, you're, you're a character, like very anime tropey here. You're a, a prince who's going out to save the world, and uh, to do that, he needs to get these um, dragons to form packs with him. Uh, and so you basically do that for the first for the story missions. And then after that, they actually have um, you know events that come out every day that change daily. And then this week, apparently, there was a huge raid that came out as well. So uh, you got to participate in this raid event, which also um, has co-op. Like, this game is full co-op. The entire way through, which is pretty neat. So you're collecting dragons, you're collecting other characters, uh, and you're also maintaining your castle. So there's like it's hitting on all the different collecting, like farming, <laughs> like <everything>, things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's doing all of that, but um I think it does a really good job of making you feel like you're progressing. There's a lot of story in this game as well, and every time you do a story um, cutscene or go through the story part of it, it'll give you the currency to buy the um, characters. So it'll give you more currency to do that. So there's incentive to actually go through it. But it also gives you, because this like I said, there's a lot of story in this game, it gives you the option to skip it. But you're not just skipping it, but it, it you're not just missing out on everything. It'll give you a summary of what happened just in that cutscene. So I think that that's a really cool aspect of that because if I just want to get to the action, I can just do that. The dungeon crawling aspect of it is really neat because it's super quick. Like you can get through one of the dungeons in or a run in like four, five minutes, maybe even less than that, depending on how uh, overpowered you are. Uh, So like you always feel like you can get something done whenever and um that's great for a mobile game, obviously. So this had the same, I know like there was a whole thing on Reddit and like, that's t- I talked to you about it too, Tony, where you can just kind of re-roll your characters and mm-hmm. the chances of pulling a five-star character are pretty worst.
1: Um, <laughs> 1%. <laughs> I heard it was
0: 1%. Yeah. It's ridiculous. They said on average, if you were looking for a specific character, you would need to re-roll 136 times to get your character on average. Um, now, I didn't care about that necessarily, and the, again, the game does a great job because having a four star character is not is you don't feel like oh I missed out on the five star character at all. And mm-hmm. the I did pull a five star character on uh, my second summons, which and I don't even use him because I don't feel like he's <laughs> worth using. Uh, so. Yeah, but no, I've been actually really enjoying it Like for quick, you know, five ten minutes here and there. Uh, it's definitely filled up those instances where I'm on just Reddit, just scrolling through garbage. So it's actually doing a good job of it, and I don't feel like I have to spend money in this game to progress or do better. I do feel like they are giving you a lot. And right now, I think it's like the celebration period where it's like, hey, the game's launched, we're going to give everybody a free, you know, 10 summon amount of currency so and if you do a 10 summon currency you're guaranteed a four star character
1: mm-hmm. yeah it, it, it's crazy about the re because like the, the day it launched the second day it launched whatever it was all i did was i was like well okay let me let me get a five star at least or something like that yeah. And people were like you just roll because like you get you get enough right off the bat to just do two ten pulls mm-hmm. uh so i did it so many times and if you don't, if you want to re-roll, like, or if you want to start over, you have to delete the game, re-download it, and then yep. two and a half gigs
0: download. Yeah,
1: two and a half gigs. So I'm going through this thing. I must have done it at least like eight times, at least. Jesus. And I didn't get one five-star pull. And I was like, "Fuck this shit! Like, it's not fun. <laughs> like, the game seemed fun, but like, if the if the summon rates are this atrocious, like, I want no part of this. So I I just deleted. I was like, no, no, not for me. Like. And it's a shame because, like, I, I think the art style is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I love, like, the, the character design and stuff like that. It seems like it has a fun story, but, like, not for me, dog. Like, come out with a version of it on Switch, and I'll, I'll pay you, like, $60 for it. But <laughs> I know that's not going to make them the most amount of money. So
0: No, and I, this, I don't, I mean, this game is geared towards mobile for sure. And, I mean, they do give you, they do have, like, a, the $25 welcome pack, which will give you a five-star character. Mm. so i don't know it's just um i'm not planning on spending any money and again like i think they did a good job as far as progression goes so far it's still early in the game but uh, i feel like they've done a good job progression wise where i don't feel like that you have to spend money in this game mm-hmm. and the co-op thing is really neat i do like enjoy that aspect because uh for the first i think for the first few like i think they give you like 200 they give you two thousand, maybe two hundred, twenty five hundred of the currency when you play uh, with people co op. So like, what happens is you'll do a co op mission and there'll be three ca- people that are also doing the co op mission because it's a squad of four. And so every time you go in with different people, you'll get fifty currency. And um, uh, yeah. and they'll do that up to twenty five hundred, I think. So that was really neat too. So basically, you'll get a bunch of currency that way if you play co op. Uh, and I think they um and it's uh 1500 to do a 10 pull 10 summon thing so yeah, something like that. but again, like for me, I didn't like see the i don't at first I didn't really see what the benefit of a four star or a five star character compared to a four star character was uh, maybe later in the game if you like beef them up, it make, makes more of a difference, but for me for now it's 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 fine. And the what's neat with the raid is the raid is centered on because it's the whole Pokemon thing with the you know fire beats grass beats water grass beats water type of thing but they do also have like light and dark um, but this raid is all geared towards fire but they give you a character that's uh, water element so basically you can go in with a character that's geared to beating this raid, which is nice oh that's
1: good
2: yeah. <laughs> Well, Kevin Bacon, that's a lot of info on this one game.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, no, like I said, I fell into the deep end on this. (laughs) I've I've been been playing this game a bunch. And it's a mobile game, so for free.
2: (laughs) Woo!
0: And that is what I've been up to other than Destiny. Obviously, still playing Destiny. The grind is real in all these games. So... (laughs) Yep. Uh, Is there anything else that you guys wanted to mention before we close this one out?
2: No, I think we're good. I think we've wrapped everything up.
0: Sweet. So, that is Gamecast 416. Uh, Definitely give us um, a shout out or uh, contact us at podcast at net. Follow us on Facebook. Like us on. Wait. (laughs) Follow us on on Twitter. I'm like, wait a second. I screwed that up. Uh, Follow us on (laughs) Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Check out our YouTube channel. We will not have a video this week. Uh, usually when Jim's out, we can't do that. He's got the video uh, recording software. Uh, we're looking into other ways of doing this to make it a little bit more, you know, better quality and things like that. So hopefully that will start happening soon. Look forward to that as well. And obviously, you know, check us out online at any time. So with that, did you do. good night.